Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. This pandemic has shaken up the status quo and laid bare a lot of our country's deep-seated problems, from massive economic inequality to ongoing racial disparities to a lack of basic health care for people who need it. Here he is, Frankenstein is It's back. woken a lot of young people up to the fact that the old ways of doing things just, just don't, don't work. work. Look how good you did. That it doesn't matter how much money you make if you everyone around you is hungry and sick. Ah, oh, come on. And that our society and our democracy only work when we think not just about ourselves, but about each other. Does anyone in... Does anyone in the world still believe a word that this bum says? Here is a guy who made millions and millions of dollars in office and out of office. And there he is. He's out of office. And he's saying that the disease is showing we have racial inequality, racial disparities. Well, he's right in a way. But it has nothing to do with prejudice. It has to do with lifestyle, incidentally. And if you look at the results of all the studies that have been done on which race is getting this disease, you will find that it's not equal across the board. Now, you could say it's based upon race, but it isn't. What is it based upon then? If Hispanic people are getting the disease in, quote, disproportionate numbers, why is that? Is it because the society is uh, imposing the disease upon the Hispanic people? Is it because the Hispanic people in this country in general, live in crowded situations, especially the immigrant communities, and that, of course, has always fostered uh, epidemics to spread? Isn't it commonsensical to believe that those who live close to others in great, dense urban populations will more likely develop a disease in an epidemic? Isn't that true going back to ancient Rome and the ancient Han Dynasty? Of course it's true. But then you have a, a, a race for the biggest race hustlers in America right now, and we thought that it was occasional Cortex who was winning the race. Little did we know that the granddaddy of the race hustlers is back again, Barack Obama. You'd think he shut his mouth after he became a very rich man in office and just shut up and go away. But no, he's got to use the pandemic, pandemic to promote race hatred in America again. Listen to this this man in clip three and tell me what you think of this. But these aren't normal times. You're being asked to find your way in a world in the middle of a devastating pandemic and a terrible recession. The timing is not ideal. And let's be honest, a disease like this just spotlights the underlying inequalities and extra burdens wow. that black communities have oh, historically boy. had to deal with in this country. Oh, race hating. We see it in the disproportionate impact of COVID-19 on our communities. Wait, wait, stop. For Just a as we see it. Let, let's stop with this lie of this lousy, stinking bum, evil, evil, evil bum. Here he is again in the midst of a pandemic stirring up a race war in the country. Why do you suppose that African-American communities have a, quote, disproportionate impact 
of COVID-19. Why? Does anyone know? Have you studied it? Is it because of racism? Unfortunately, African-Americans generally have high rates of underlying conditions. Do I have to spell them out for you? Is that based on racism or is it based upon lifestyle choices in most cases? I'm a health professional. I've studied this for 40 years. You know and I know that disease is caused by a multitude of factors. It's caused by lifestyle choices. It's caused by genetics. It's caused by environmental factors, party of three. There are things you can't control for, such as your genetic inheritance. But you can control what you eat, what you drink, how much you exercise, uh, what you expose yourself to. You can't blame that on race unless you're a racist like Obama. So then again, he takes this opportunity, instead of doing what every president, former president in American history has done, which is step back and be dignified and just cash in on your uh, former position. It wasn't enough that he made a fortune. Now he has to stir up hatred between the races. Now, I want to move beyond Obama. He is a very well-known factor. I don't have to repeat what I think of him. I wrote many books about what I think of him. I want to talk about a scandal right now, which is the scandal of the vaccine czar, the gentleman from Morocco, who I was shocked, by the way, when he appeared last week with Trump and the others with the masks and the shaking and the hands in front of their groins. By the way, whoever came up with when you stand in public, you're supposed to put your hand in front of your groin. Where did that become like a norm? Remember, it used to be across your arms. They don't know what to do with their hands. But anyway, they have their hands in front of their groins with the masks on. They look like they're coming or going from a sex party. And the Trump vaccine czar is up there, this guy from Morocco, formerly from Glaxo. And it turns out that he made $3.4 million in a windfall after the announcement on the, quote, progress on the coronavirus vaccine. You know, what you ought to know about this is that it's based on only eight patients. That's not considered a trial that has any value whatsoever. Yeah, there were 45 people in the COVID-19 vaccine trial, and eight patients, only eight patients, who received the drug that Moderna made, uh, only eight patients who received two doses of the vaccine into lowest and middle doses tested, 25 and 100 mics of each. What did, they, what did they see? They developed neutralizing antibodies to the virus at levels similar to people who had recovered from infection. That's a very small sample of people. Everyone in science knows that's not a valid sample. And even more suspicious is the trial was led by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases run by none other than Dr. Slouchy. Why then would the stock jump? Why would Moderna's stock jump? And don't you think that this man should be arrested for insider trading? The vaccines are. I do. I don't think this nation can survive people like this. And I don't think this nation could survive false science like this. And by the way, when a coronavirus vaccine is developed, who will be first in line to get it? Who's going to get it? They're not going to have enough for everyone. And what if you don't want it? What if you say, no, I'm not going to take it? Because A, it's not proven. B, I think it'll make me sicker. C, it's against my religion. D, I don't trust your science. What's going to happen then? 
Will the military go lay you down on a gurney and shoot you up? Will the National Guard force it into your system? I don't know. You know, it's interesting to me that civil liberties have dissolved in this nation without due process. I wrote that down in the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep again last night. Civil liberties dissolved without due process by liberals. Let's not forget who's done this to us. There is not a conservative governor in America who has dissolved our civil liberties. Think about it very carefully. The civil liberties that we have lost were dissolved by liberal governors. And I ask, where is the ACLU? The answer is where they've always been. Nowhere on the side of civility or liberties. They've always been pushing their prejudicial agenda. And something about prejudice you should know. Prejudice doesn't let you think deeply. No matter who you are, it doesn't matter what your race is. Prejudice doesn't let you think deeply. What does the word prejudice mean? To prejudge. So if you're prejudiced, you can't think deeply about the subject that you are prejudiced about. In fact, it usually, pardon me, colors everything that you think about. Prejudice is what's coloring this entire uh, lockdown situation. Came out over the weekend that the entire lockdown hype was based on false data. That social distancing was the idea of a 14-year-old for a science project. And yet look how far we have gone in losing our civil liberties. Science itself is now in trouble because of this. One thing is for sure, science will never be the same after this pandemic. More and more educated people are questioning what science itself has become. A uh, scientist by the name of Benny Pizer said, the evident divisions and contradictory results published in thousands of new studies in recent weeks and the conflicting scientific advice provided to governments is causing growing confusion, anger, and disarray, both within the scientific community and general public. Scientific models and predictions based on widely differing assumptions are being exposed as fatally flawed as never before. And as a result, institutional science is hemorrhaging trust around the world, while the way research is being conducted and published is facing an existential crisis. In many ways, the coronavirus crisis has triggered the biggest crisis of science in modern history. And now we wake up and find out that the vaccine czar himself made $3.4 million when his stock jumped today based upon a very modest increase in antibodies in only eight people. Now, there are those who see things the way I do. This controversial biotech firm that claimed early positive progress on its trial of a coronavirus vaccine, which gave a massive financial boost to the newly minted vaccine czar, sent Moderna stock soaring by up to 34% in pre-market trading this morning. The stock spike added $3.4 million to the bottom line of Monsef Slaoui, who was just named vaccine czar by... Uh, Donald Trump. Slaoui is a veteran big pharma exec. He holds 156,000 stock options that increased in value that more than $3 million, by the way, on the Monday morning news. Now, there are experts in ethics, and there are ethics experts who call the lucrative jump for Slaoui a prime example of why he should not be making decisions 
about losers and winners in the coronavirus vaccine race. Peter May Barduk of Public Citizen, a watchdog group, said, you could hurt or kill millions of people. A better vaccine might not be created or it might not be distributed to the widest number of people. The watchdog said many decisions will come across his desk. Deciding one way could make him money and a different decision might save millions of lives. I want to remind you that Mr. Slaoui, picked by Donald Trump to be the vaccine czar, is a former GlaxoSmithKline executive who was seen last week glowingly talking about the coronavirus vaccine being produced by the end of the year. At the conference, he even suggested that he had heard great news about one company's vaccine effort, but he didn't name Moderna. He also did not mention his financial interest in the company. Senator Elizabeth Warren, who I detest generally, slammed the lucrative stock options as a blatant conflict of interest for Slaoui, who will be involved in selecting which vaccine trials get government backing. I agree with Senator Elizabeth Warren for the first time in my life. It just shows you that even a stopped clock is right twice a day. And so Elizabeth Warren is right today. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Look, it's no surprise that what's going on in the world might be contributing to more stress and sleep deprivation. Let Ebb help. Ebb Sleep is a wearable solution that fits over the forehead and gently and precisely cools the forehead to reduce those racing thoughts to allow people who are suffering from sleeplessness drift more comfortably into a deeper, more restorative sleep. Ebb is clinically validated and four out of five users report falling asleep faster and improving overall sleep quality. Ebb Sleep understands the uncertainty you may be experiencing at this time and wants to help. Now, does it really work? Robert, one of my producers, has been using Ebb Sleep for a few weeks. He's noticed a dramatic change in his sleep. He's falling asleep faster and waking up feeling more rested than he has in years. He's even acting nicer to me. It's got to be that EBV Sleep understands the uncertainty you may be experiencing at this time and wants to help. Our listeners can save $25 off what you order by using... My listeners can save $25 off their order by using promo code SAVAGE to save. And then continue to try Ebb risk-free, risk-free, risk-free for 60 nights to confirm it's the solution you've been looking for at tryebb.com slash savage. I got to spell it for you because I want you to try it. T-R-Y-E-B-B dot com slash savage. Tryebb.com slash savage. Why don't you let us help you get the sleep you need and remove the risk from your purchase? You win all around. That's T-R-Y-E-B-B dot com slash savage. Tryeb.com slash savage. Promo code savage to save. Would you please order today and get that night's sleep you've been looking for? With everything going on, get the sleep you need and you deserve. Tryeb.com slash savage. Trust Robert. He went to tryebb.com slash savage. And I can tell you, it's really helping him. It will help you. Just go to tryebb.com slash savage. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. 
clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Tutto finito, as they would say in Italy. Tutto finito, tutto finito, it's all gone. Without a shot being fired, civil liberties were dissolved in this nation without due process, and it was all done by liberals. I thought liberals stand for liberalism, for freedom. But how many years have I warned you that the liberals of today are not the liberals of JFK's day? The liberals are the fascists of today. And they're so smart, they told you to worry about the right wing. Is it right wing governors who've locked down states? No. Is it right wing governors who've arrested people for swimming on beaches? No. Is it right wing governors who put restaurants out of business based on false science? No. Is it right wing governors who have created the myth of social distancing? No. It's left-wing governors. It's left-wing mayors who have stolen our civil liberties. Without a shot being fired, they did everything to us we were told would happen if a foreign power invaded this nation and took the nation hostage. They have done to us what a military invasion couldn't do. Because if it was a military invasion, of us would have gone to arms. We would have small, small street bands, Town bands would have been formed amongst the armed civilians, and we would have fought back. But we didn't fire a shot. Some of us opened our mouths from the beginning. Some of us said, hey, wait a minute, you're stealing our civil liberties. You can't do this to us. And yet, Newsom did it. Uh, I don't have to name all the governors. Slovis, whatever his name is, Clovis. I don't know his name in, in Colorado, that bum, that psychopath. The other one in New York, Como, no better, does the meatball story every day because he loves the attention and thinks it's going to make him president. Get up there and give us the, the bull crap about his childhood and the Italian family. That's not a qualification to sound like you're in the Godfather. And by the way, Governor Cuomo, it doesn't sell west to the Hudson River. We know you're a certifiable tough guy. We know how tough you are. We know that when uh, Mayor Koch ran against you, There were campaign slogans that said better Como than a homo. But because you own the liberal media, no one knows the homophobes behind you. That's also part of the meatball background, by the way. But you won't hear that when he talks about sausage and peppers, will you? Without firing a shot, they put us in handcuffs and threw the key away. Michael Savage, a host like no other. You know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy. And I'm telling you, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. 
Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer? Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock auto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Let me tell you the truth that if there is any silver lining in the midst of this terrible, terrible and unprecedented moment in American history in terms of there the economy, in terms of the pandemic, there he is. it there is that maybe we start rethinking some fundamental tenets about the way our government and society Almost. works. And we should yeah. ask ourselves, yeah, yeah, among yeah, yeah. other things, is health care a oh, human right that all of us deserve because shut we're human beings? Up. Or is it simply shut a health care benefit? That somehow we lose when we stop. lose There's our Bernie job. Sanders, again, using the, the epidemic to push communism. Healthcare, human right. They have uh, healthcare, universal healthcare in Cuba. Works real well. And when the Politburo members get sick, uh, they bring in doctors from Miami. Or they fly them to Spain to get healthcare, Bernie. So we know what universal healthcare is. We have it already, by the way. We have universal. Every bum in the country gets healthcare. In fact, every bum in the country gets more care than you get. In fact, every bum in San Francisco gets more care than your grandmother gets. Every bum in San Francisco is given a hotel room. And by the way, as I told you from the beginning, one of the largest clusters of the epidemic in every city is in the homeless population. Are you shocked by that? They should have been rounded up from the beginning. As I told you, yes, I'll say it again. Call me anything you want. Against their will, they should have been rounded up and removed from cities and put into barrack-style housing 100 miles from a city center. And you could have contained the epidemic. I said that from the beginning, but you didn't listen to me. And the reason cowardly governors wouldn't do it is they didn't want to be called names. Now they got their hands out. 
Here is Newsom admitting he made a mistake in closing the state down. And yet he has the nerve to now say on CNN that we have to give him a bailout. And I have said before, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to go on record again. Donald Trump should not bail out the states under any condition. They bankrupted themselves. And moreover, Donald Trump should not give the money to states run by governors who hate him, whose electorate will never vote for him, who have punished counties within their states who are conservative and voted for Trump. This is crazy to think that Trump is going to write checks to California, but apparently that's why Newsom was so nice to him. Oh, remember there was a love love fest between Newsom and Trump for the last few months? They spoke so highly of each other. My suspicion is a deal was done already. Here is Governor Newsom, who did this to the state, made this mistake based upon false data. The lockdowns were based on false data. And I will say now again, all academic epidemiology should be defunded. All academic epidemiology should be defunded. It has been said that the best work in epidemiology is done by the insurance sectors. And the reason insurers do a better job than academics on this is because insurance companies employ modelers and data scientists, you know, like academics do. But they also employ managers whose job it is to decide whether a model is accurate enough for real world usage. And they use professional software engineers to ensure model software is properly tested. It's understandable and so on. Academic efforts in epidemiology do not have these people. And the results speak for themselves. They put out half-baked ideas based upon 14-year-old science projects. And that is the reason that Newsom and the others mistakenly locked the entire nation down. Now, it would have made sense to selectively quarantine population pockets that were at high risk. We knew what they were. I, going back to March, check my tweets. I'm on record saying selective quarantine, selective quarantine, selective quarantine. I emailed Governor Newsom. I said, don't punish the whole state. Lock down those who are at the highest risk. We know who they were. Everybody knew who they were, but he didn't do it. Instead, he punished everyone. The cowboys in Northern California were punished because of the bums on the streets in San Francisco. The loggers and the ranchers and the truckers in Northern California, away from the disgusting, infested city of San Francisco and the rotten city of Los Angeles, everybody was forced to suffer because of the filth and the crowding in these cities. I told the governor, don't do it to the, to the people throughout the state. I can have a tweet. I can tell you the truth. It's on my Twitter feed. I said, open these six counties, and I listed them. He wouldn't do it. Now that he's destroyed the economy of the state, He's now trying to get a handout. Listen to clip number 12 of Gavin Newsom, who destroyed California's economy, telling us we have to bail him out in clip 12. We're not looking for charity. We're not looking for handouts. It's social responsibility at a time when states, not just California, large and small, all across this country, cities and counties, large and small, all across this country, are facing unprecedented budgetary stress. You did it to Uh, the state. It is incumbent upon the federal government to help support these states through this difficult time. No, it is not. No, we the people don't want you to bail out California, President Trump. 
Or if you do bail out California, give it to the counties directly. Do not give it to the governor. Are you listening to this? He did it to us. He and the other liberal governors did it to us. And they did it based upon what? False data. False epidemiology. The social distancing story unto itself is, did you know it was based upon a 14-year-old school project? I have the, the data right in front of me. She did it. It was a project that was entered in the Intel International Science and Engineering Fair in 2006 by Dr. Robert Glass's 14-year-old daughter, Laura. She came up with the idea of social distancing. And now we have entire industries destroyed in the state because of microcephalics running these states. It's shocking. Now, I don't think you want to hear about this. The fact is, this is largely over in most of America for now. Beaches are open in New Jersey. Uh, when they'll be open here is up to the great governor of the state of California. Apparently, he hasn't consulted any 14-year-olds yet to find out when it's safe to open a beach. Any intelligent person knows this was stupid, unnecessary, destructive, fascistic, dictatorial, and economically disastrous. Everyone knows that except the governor himself. But you know, I've said all of this, and there's no point in my repeating it to you. I mean, I kind of know it's over, you know how? Because I was able to buy toilet paper in my supermarket on Saturday. I uh, didn't buy any toilet paper since this began because I had enough. Apparently, all the old women of America, all the anal retentive people of America were stocking up on toilet paper. I don't know why. I still don't know why. In the beginning, there was a panic. Apparently, they thought they could eat toilet paper or feed it to their dogs. I don't know why they bought so much. Or they assumed they'd be on the floor of the bathroom wiping themselves from the epidemic, from the disease, rather. Uh, I couldn't get a roll. I, no matter where I went, not one market had a roll of toilet paper. Then suddenly Saturday, as if by magic, toilet paper appeared in the uh, supermarkets. So that's when I knew it was over. That did not stop a fascist cop in Santa Cruz, California, from giving a friend of mine a $1,000 ticket for having walked on the beach. You heard me. Some degenerate cop gave a friend of mine a ticket for $1,000 in Santa Cruz, California, because he dared step on the sand. I have told you. Our civil liberties have been dissolved without so much as a fight, without due process. But you've heard it all, right? You don't want to hear any more. You don't want to hear any more of this. So I tell you what, I have a little bit of a, a bit of a comedy relief for you. Last October, I did my last live event. My last live event was done at the San Francisco University Club. About 100 people attended it live. And... Uh, you're going to hear a few minutes of it right now because it's as good as anything Mark Twain would have done. Let's hear. Great place, wonderful place. The food is fantastic, isn't it? Really great. The service couldn't be better. In fact, when you eat in the dining room, if you ever come here to eat in the dining room, you'll notice you can order the meal when you're a teenager and it'll arrive when you're an adult. That's what I love about it the most. <laughs> they cook the food in a kitchen two floors below and they bring it up to you in a dumbwaiter and then a rolling cart. And by the time it's served, it's turned ice cold. I'm joking. No, the food is really great, but I wouldn't recommend it if you're in a rush. It's not a fast food restaurant. It's an older style club. In fact, there is a waiter in here who was so slow-witted that when he learned there was a dumbwaiter in the building, he asked for his phone number. <laughs> Again, all kidding aside, wonderful club. Glad that they're hosting me. 
Makes you really feel at home, doesn't it? Wonderful place. And the food, by the way, it's the best in San Francisco. The chicken tonight, it's unbelievable. Did you enjoy the chicken? Well, the chickens were slaughtered during the uh, Civil War. <laughs> Luckily, they were preserved in a salt mine in the desert in Palm Springs. But we got a special deal on them for this club tonight. <laughs> and what I really like tonight, you didn't get them, but I got potatoes. I love French fries. I have a weakness for potatoes. If you had the French fries, you would have seen how good they were. They were brought over during the potato famine in uh, 1849. <laughs> now, you've heard of russet potatoes. Well, these were not russet potatoes. These were rusted potatoes. Irish rust, like potato rust. Special deal, though. Luckily, they were preserved since 1849 in the basement of this place. It's very cold down there, by the way. As far as the vegetables go, I hope you enjoyed them. You can't beat them. The salad, unbelievable. The salad was found in Laramie, Wyoming, in a museum and defrosted with a mastodon. But really worth it. You may have seen a man grazing the salad bar without utensils. Did you see him? That was John Bolton who was just removed by club security because his mustache hairs got into the lettuce. <laughs> okay, we're having a little fun here. Some of the members in this club are so old they admitted me under a child's rate. That's right, I got a child's rate to, to come in and join. Thank God the people are so old they don't even know what I'm saying, and that's why they're tolerant of me because they can't hear what I'm saying. Just kidding, this is a great club. I don't mean to sound harsh about this great old club. This is sort of along the lines of the Friars Club, but it's not the Friars Club. I call it the Dyers Club, just kidding. I'm actually one of the oldest members here. In fact, I'm so old that one of the younger members, and we have plenty of the younger members in this club here, they came up to me and they said, did you charge up Bunker Hill with Teddy Roosevelt? I thought I saw you in a newsreel. I said, no, no, that wasn't me. Another young member, and we have some of them, came up and said, hmm, you're Michael Savage. Didn't I see you in a newsreel at the Yalta conference with FDR and Stalin? I said, no, that wasn't me. No, no, just kidding. But the fact of the matter is, there are plenty of young people in this club, wonderful young people. I don't know their politics. And I'd like to hear a round of applause for the future of the uh, university club, the San Francisco University Club, the young people. Where are you? I think there's one here. Where are they? I heard there was a lot of them coming. All kidding aside, the university club is fantastic. In fact, one of the benefits of joining this club is you have reciprocal memberships in other clubs. You should think of joining. Well, that was some of the humor at the, uh, at the event. I hope you enjoyed it. Actually, listen to it. It's very good. It's a little bit of Henny Youngman and Mark Twain mixed together. I would call it Henny Twain or something along those lines. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. All right, folks. Here is the genius of um, liberal governors and liberalism. Thousands of small businesses have been destroyed forever. The economy destroyed forever for a virus with a 99% recovery rate. Remember in the beginning what they told us? Oh, we have to lock you out because if you all get it and the hospitals are overwhelmed, we'll run out of respirators. We're now sending respirators to other countries, to India because too many were available. We didn't need the respirators. The mortality rate was 0.1 to 0.4%, not the 4 and 5% that the original shock troops told us it would be, who have not lost their jobs, by the way. And based upon the early information, which was all fake information, Newsom locked down an entire state of California in a way that we will never recover from, and now he's demanding that the federal government bail him out. And I'm saying no, Mr. President. No, President Trump, it is not incumbent on you to support states at this time, especially states that hate you, states that won't vote for you, 
states that have stood in your way. Where was Newsom when the border was being overrun by MS-13 and other gangs? Newsom didn't call out the National Guard then, did he? But Newsom's quick to call out the National Guard if you set foot on a beach. Newsom wants the cops with the 40 cals to stop you dead in your tracks if you walk on a trail. But he has nothing to say with those walking over the border with sacks of uh, drugs on their back. The whole thing is a lie. It's upside down. Do not bail out the states. Make them pay for their own sins. I believe in social responsibility. And if a governor was so stupid as to buy this big life in the beginning by not selective quarantining those at highest risk and closing down communities that should have been closed down and punishing everyone equally, let him pay for it, not me. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book, see the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Let me put it very clearly, you have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread a disease, even if you disagree, you have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. Are you, you listening have no to right this? to open up your business. Here is Alan Wait, can I stop you? Did, yeah. No yeah, right not Alan to Alan Dershowitz. Be. Listen, I'm going to say it again. Alan Dershowitz has always been a snake. Alan Dershowitz was embraced by the conservative side for reasons I will never understand. He has always been a double-talking snake. He is now saying the government has the right to lay you down and vaccinate you. I want you to listen to this again. Understand Alan Dershowitz has always been an ACLU left-wing fanatic. Listen to him. Let me put it very clearly. You have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread a disease, even if you disagree. You have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. You have no right to open up your business. Wait, can I stop you? Yeah. No right not to be vaccinated, meaning if they decide you have to be vaccinated, we have to be vaccinated. Absolutely. And if you refuse to be vaccinated, the state has the power to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle into your arm. If the vaccine, where is that in the Constitution to prevent if the vaccination is designed to prevent the spreading disease? Alan Dershowitz should be arrested for this. Alan Dershowitz has always been a double-talking, forked-tongued snake. How you people fell for him, I'll never understand. But then again, we've all been confused by a lot of people over the years. I've never been fooled by this double-talker. No, there are religious exemptions for vaccines. There are medical exemptions for vaccines. There are civil liberties issues involved with uh, to vaccinate or not vaccinate, especially when... In this case, we have no vaccine, nothing. Right now, we have nothing but stock manipulators hyping a vaccine based on only uh, eight patients who showed some antibody response of 45 who it was tried on. That's not a vaccine. 
That's a hype used specifically uh, for people like in the show Billionaire to make money on stock. You know, the show Billionaire is a hit and miss show for me. But there were some very telling lines in it last night on Showtime. And it talks about the people who manipulate the stock market so the rest of us sheeple know nothing about what's going on. This case of the vaccine hype is a classic example of stock manipulation right in front of our eyes. But now when you have fake civil libertarians like Alan Dershowitz saying the state has the right to lay you down and have you vaccinated against your will, you can understand where this is going and where this is coming. Where it will end, nobody knows. I do know this. If a foreign power had taken over this country and tried to impose the kinds of draconian um, situations that we are now living through that have been imposed upon us by governors like Cuomo, Newsom, and Polis, and others, there would have been a revolution in this country. And this foreign power probably would have had a war in their hands that went on for seven to eight years. But these dictatorial left-wing fanatics got away with it under the guise of doing it to protect us. And it was all based upon false science. The lockdowns were based on false data. Social distancing was based upon a high school project that was entered in 2006 by a Dr. Robert Glass's daughter. And so as a result of that, they have destroyed economies. And now they're making us believe that we have to bail out the states, that they close themselves down. You know, seven or eight states never closed down. They were run by conservative governors. The more draconian the lockdowns, the more liberal the governors. And I will remind you of something else. These very same governors who are fascists to their core, who have locked us down and locked us up, never closed the borders that were permitting illegal aliens to flood into their states and cities. These very same governors who have locked us down have never, ever thrown anyone out of their sanctuary cities, have they? In fact, they've invited them in. They have more faith and more belief in a foreign population than they do in a native population. And so I say we're living in very interesting and very telling times for those who understand. But I'm afraid to tell you most of us just don't get it. I was standing outside in the air yesterday talking to a gentleman with an old Jaguar. He happened to go by. I was on my bicycle. I stopped and talked with him. We were by a yacht harbor. And we're chatting about old cars. And this is now he turns to be an old flight surgeon. Shared a lot of stories about different things, about my love for cars, his love for cars. And a woman went by, middle-aged woman, wearing a mask. So I said, dear, you don't have to wear a mask outdoors. It's not in the air. She went ballistic. She went crazy. I said, I'm trained in the sciences. Why don't you read the science? She said, I don't care what you say. I'm going to report you for not wearing a mask. I said, go to hell and take a walk. Just take a walk and get the hell out of here, you nosy body, you. This is what's going on in our country because of false science, false data, and fake news. So what am I going to do about it? I'm a citizen like the rest of you are. I'm subject to the whims of these fascistic governors who have posed as liberals. Will they be voted out of office? No. There's not a chance in hell that they're going to be voted out because they flooded the states with illegal aliens and the unions vote by machine. There's not a chance that the farmers, the ranchers, and the others in the state of California will ever vote a Republican in again because of the disproportionate number of non-citizens who have 
stolen our elections from us by the very same governors who are now telling us we have no right to go back to work. I want you to listen now to um, clips number, uh, I think we should do this now, Newsom almost admits he was wrong. Listen to clip 11 where he admits he was wrong. Listen. The president himself on down, uh, Democrats, Republicans all throughout this state and this nation uh, in those early stages felt that was appropriate. Uh, the question is, how do you toggle back and make toggle meaningful back. modifications to the stay at home order? And that's where we're now in this point of friction uh, and a lot of frustration uh, in cities, counties, not just states all across the country. Now, what does he mean toggled back? What kind of crappy statement is toggled back? You don't know what the hell you're talking about, Gavin. What do you mean meaningful modifications? You admit you were wrong and you open the state. That's what you do. You don't toggle back. I better take a break before I say something I really regret. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. We're being challenged. Hundreds of examples. Uh, just not as high profile as Tesla uh, all across this country. Every single day, governors are being challenged, local health officials being challenged. And it's a spirit of collaboration. Uh, those that continue to pursue things that put people at harm's risk, uh, you have to have stepped up efforts of enforcement and sanction. You hear that? This is not a collaboration. It's fascism, Gavin. You can't put a necklace on a pig. And tell me it's not a pig. You have reverted to the worst instincts of humanity. You have used false science, false data to create social distancing and lockdowns long after you knew that they were effective and necessary. And now you're talking about deciding when you can toggle back? What do you mean by toggle back? Just say it's over. And if it's not over, then go into the communities where the disease is prevalent and lock them up. Don't lock the rest of us up. Don't close every business in town because of the homeless populations in San Francisco and L.A. And the dense immigrant populations that are living 16 to a room. You know uh, where the pockets of disease are. I know where they are. They're not up in cowboy country. And yet you try to punish the cowboys in the state of California when they had a rodeo last weekend. You said you're going to deny them money when you get it from Uncle Donald. And I'm saying to Uncle Donald, don't give it to the state of California. Don't give it to the state of New York. Don't give it to the state of Colorado. Do not give the money to these liberal governors who hate you in states that will never vote for you. Otherwise, there's no point in voting for anyone ever again. I'm going to say it again. If the party I vote for and the president that I vote for will give money to those who I don't vote for and who do everything against the interests of the state of California, the state of Colorado, the state of New York, the nation of America. What is the difference between the parties if they're all the same? Huh? Let's take some calls. Dwayne in California, line three. You're on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Thanks, Mike, for taking my call. <laughs> Governor uh, Male Model is um, really profiting right now off of his uh, white label investments into marijuana clubs. Wait, 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 who are we talking about? Newsom? Newsom, yeah. He's heavily invested in that, and that's why they're deemed essential. We're going to get into that eventually. We're going we're gonna to dig that up eventually. Wait, wait, Newsom is invested in, in marijuana clubs yeah. or companies? The white label marijuana clubs why they deemed him essential but let's get back to how he's destroying so churches are not essential but marijuana is of course of course 
You know how that guy does it. They're wrecking us up here. Uh, we're already seeing businesses that are boarding up. They're not going to come back. Restaurants, uh, Del Taco, a few other places aren't even going to be able to recover from what's already been done. There's not going to be no flipping. But Newsom, as much as admitted he made a mistake, but he says now he has to decide when to toggle back. What the hell does he mean by toggle back? He's a clown. Well, we could call him any name we want under the sun, but he's destroyed the economy of the state of California. Now what do we do? He wants the government to bail him out, the federal government. Well, you know that the PERS uh, pension system is a trillion underfunded. The school system pension is $750 million billion underfunded. It's ridiculous. We're in such debt here, and everybody thinks we're in the black. Jerry Brown didn't help. We haven't had a good... Well, we know about the pension scandals in the state of California. We know about them. I know them locally in the city of San Rafael. It was over a billion dollars in unfunded pensions in one city. Would you believe it? Yeah, I believe it. Well, where's the money supposed to come from? Who's going to pay that money? Why are we taxed at the rate we're taxed at? It's ridiculous that anybody could even keep their head above water in this state. Yeah, well, he doesn't care as long as he maintains his power. Uh, do you think, Governor, uh, excuse me, the president should bail out California? Hell no, he shouldn't. I'm getting pissed with Trump, and I'm a Trump guy. I went to rallies and everything. I'm pissed at this. He's starting to act like he's trying to, 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 to appease the swampers. I don't want no part of it. Let us go bankrupt let them, let them go bankrupt and clean this state out. I think we need to start a campaign to the president as of now saying do not bail out liberal states in simple terms. 100%. I think we need to flood Trump's inbox with do not. Well, we could do it on Twitter. We could do it on Facebook. We can do it on all of the socials without sending anything. Twitter again. Saying, oh, you saying want- Trump, don't bail out liberal states. It's that simple. I think we're going to have to start that right now or he's going to bail them out and then we're going to be lost because we won't be able to vote for anybody. I know. Vote by mail is – I tell everybody, if you want national vote by mail, then you like what they've done to California because we are a rotting septic tank on the coast. Where, where are you, in Nevada County? I'm in Nevada City. I'm, I'm, I'm tucked away up in the mountains up here. I'm, I'm away from all this. I love it. I, I bailed from the Bay Area a few years ago. But you don't have many cases up there, do you? No, we don't. Then why did Go- why did Governor Newsom lock you down? Why did he lock your down your county down when he didn't have to? We have people walking around in hazmat suits like they're in San Francisco. It's in oh, all the you know what I found the bigger the liberal, the more paranoid they are, and the more the more uh, masked up they are. Yeah, well, I'm just like you. I have no filter in public. No, that sounds like uh, a good thing to be in Nevada County. Don't try it in San Francisco. Thanks for calling. Did anyone hear the soundbite I played a few minutes ago of Alan Dershowitz, the phony fork-tongued liar, ACLU left-winger, saying that the government can lay you down, strap you down, and inject you with a vaccine against your will? Did anyone hear that? Or did I play it for my own um, misamusement? I guess no one heard it. Okay, Minnesota, Daniel, Line 5, welcome to the program. Thanks, Mike. I'm just curious. I mean, it's easy to understand in the beginning why people went like sheep into the homes and closed their businesses, but it's really hard for me to understand why we're continuing to comply. Correct. In other words, in the beginning when there was confusion and misinformation and a great fear about this virus, it made sense for the stay-at-home order to be enacted and to be followed for a while. But even then, I opposed it in counties that showed almost no cases. I called for selective quarantine. But governors wanted the power. They loved the power. And as you well know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. This is an example of how dictatorships arise. It makes no sense whatsoever anymore. There is every reason to believe this is pure insanity at this point. 
So I agree with you. There should be massive civil disobedience at this point. Massive civil disobedience at this point. Giovanni in California, that brings you up. What's on your mind? Uh, yes, yeah. just caught. Yeah, come on, you're on the radio. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So um, I really, I just want to respectfully ask you to let me finish what I'm going to say because I'm going to forget if, I, if you don't. But, um, oh, come on. You know, whenever anyone starts with that, it means they don't know what they're talking about. Couldn't you just have said it already? Okay, so you made reference last week to a civil war, and I didn't really see see it coming from, you know, because you said that if Americans aren't allowed to go back to work, they will revolt and there will be a civil war. But I'm thinking that, you know, that we're much closer to a civil war than, than anybody wants to realize, the nation wants to realize. Nobody truly has, no radio show host truly has their finger on the pulse of the seething and boiling anger of the Americans. And I'm talking about both sides. The country is evenly divided. So, you know, the fact that Trump... Yeah, but, you know, here's the thing about civil wars. Nobody wins in a civil war. What we need to do is get rid of the governors who have created this uh, dystopian state that we're living in. And Trump needs to step up and stop sitting on the fence and waffling around. Trump is the president of the United States. He's doing a fairly good job, but not a great job, as far as I am concerned. He needs to step up and say, reopen the whole country right now. That the, and he's got to show the evidence to do so. Agree, but and then he's got to say, and if you're worried about your state or your city, lock them down. Don't lock the whole state down and don't lock the whole country down. Take the populations that are showing surges and isolate them. Don't isolate the whole state. Don't forget the two big stories thus far. The vaccines are that Trump picked with this controversial biotech firm. His stock jumped $3.4 million this morning. In any other time, in any other nation, this would be a major scandal. Don't forget Alan Dershowitz, who was posed as a middle-of-the-roader, has shown his teeth for being a fascistic left-wing fanatic when he is recorded on YouTube as saying, if the government wants to, they could strap you down and inject you against your will. Never forget what you are learning in this crisis. Michael Savage, a host like no other. All right, so on Friday, I did a show on the government vaccine, Would You Take It or Resist? Very popular podcast, and it's always up. You know, they're up forever. And now we learn today that a man who's been posing as a civil libertarian, Alan Dershowitz, I've never trusted him. I've always seen him for what he is, a left-wing Harvard snake, comes out and says on tape that the government has a right to strap you to a gurney and have you injected whether you want it or not, which is a lie, by the way. That's not true. That's a big deal. That's a very, very big deal. Very, very big deal. Now, during the break, President Trump was up there touting hydroxychloroquine with a breaking news story on Fox News saying he's been taking it. Well, all I can say is good luck, President Trump. I hope you don't get the side effects that are well known to be associated with this drug. Why the president would be touting an unproven and possibly unsafe drug at this time bewilders me. There is no need for this right now. Secondly, uh, hydroxychloroquine, in addition to being dangerous, should not be taken prophylactically. That is not a prophylactic drug. It is to be used, if at all, and even then under severely restricted conditions by those who have contracted uh, this virus, not as a prophylactic. I don't understand what he's saying and why. It doesn't make any sense. 
But given uh, all of the side effects that are known to be associated with hydroxychloroquine, all I could say is I hope the president is not one of those who suffers from them because they can be quite severe, including, by the way, if you're very interested in this, uh, you can ask some of the soldiers who can, some of the military people who have experienced it, there are severe mental side effects from hydroxychloroquine. Very severe. It's been studied in great detail for many years. All we can say is we hope the president is not affected negatively uh, by it. This is the Savage Nation. The uh, podcast will be up in about an hour. Let's take some calls. New York, Jimmy, welcome to the program. How are you today, Jimmy? Dr. Savage, I'm all right, but I'm really blown away with this uh, hair uh uh, Dershowitz here. He wants to force people to be strapped down and to take the hydroxychloroquine, or the vaccine shot. You think he's going to drag my mother or my sister or myself? What is this, World War II all over again with Dr. Mengele? When the people with the kids were screaming and crying? What are they, trying us out for guinea pigs? But, but look who's doing it. Alan Dershowitz now is acting like Dr. Mengele is what you're saying. Yeah, of course, but he's, he's like another Dr. Fauci. Whatever he says is all because he knows the Constitution and he's all that. Well, all I can say is this tutto finito for Alan Dershowitz. Absolutely. I'm- tutto finito for Alan Dershowitz on the Fox News channel. When is Hannity going to have him on next as another great... What, what was the love affair with Alan Dershowitz to begin with? He always was a dirtbag left-winger from Harvard. Always. As far as I was concerned, he was. And as far as that other guy, Hannity, I call him Pete and repeat, repeat, repeat. Well, I, I have nothing to say about him. He is what he is. He always will be. But the thing is this, Jimmy, you know, if they force this as a mandatory vaccine, there are going to be millions of exemptions. And uh, there's going to be a black market in, in vaccine cards, I can guarantee you, right? Yes, but... but the- if illegal aliens in New York City and San Francisco can get a, a, a fake driver's license... For $25, which they can, you know, they print them like uh, they print them all over the place. Fake IDs, fake driver's licenses all over America. So so what's going to stop the underworld from printing fake vaccine cards, Jimmy? Dr. Savage, we're going backwards. We're reverting into darkness like the Middle Ages, like insanity, like. No, we are. And did you hear Newsom saying, although he was wrong and he admits he was wrong? We should bail him out now, even though we destroyed the economy of the state of California? Nobody should get bailouts, especially government. Okay, question, Jimmy. You're a diehard Trump supporter. Last question of the day. If he bails out California, New York, will you vote for Trump again? Much to my chagrin, I'm going to have to, but he shouldn't bail anybody out. They did this to the states, not us, not you, that are there 40 years. All right, that's how I see it. Jimmy, how are you hanging in there? Did you get any pizza yet? Did they reopen the pizzerias in New York? No, you know what they did? The two stores were open. They bailed out. They closed down. They got their loan, and they were opened up again. And they, that's how they rigged the system here. Oh, they did They did a double twist. They did a chubby checker on the state. Okay, I got it. Jimmy, God bless you. Take care. Savage Nation signing off for Monday. Be here or be nowhere. You can catch the entire show in about an hour up on up, uh, the podcast, wherever podcasts are located, including michaelsavage.com. Thank you for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>